Welcome to the Millionaire Next Door podcast with Robert Curtis, CFP, accredited investment fiduciary from Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. In this podcast, we help successful wealth accumulators like you looking to transition to a work optional lifestyle by helping you build strategies for growing and maintaining your wealth. Robert draws from years of experience and fiduciary responsibility and interviews guest experts to help you build reliable strategies to grow and maintain your wealth. Now, on to the show. The end of 2021 is in sight, for better or for worse, and it's never too early to plan for next year. I'm Patrice Sikora with Rob Curtis, the man behind this podcast. But Rob, before we get going, first of all, I'm jealous you're sitting in your backyard. I see blue sky. It's beautiful Southern California. I'm in central New Jersey. I've got people blowing snow, uh, not snow, please not snow yet, leaves outside. And what's going on in your practice? But first, what's going on in that backyard? It looks so pretty. Oh, yeah, it, it is. Um Thank you, Patrice. So we live in Southern California and the weather's gorgeous and we pay a really hefty tax on a <laughs> recurring basis to enjoy it. But it is very tough to beat the weather. Uh, since the pandemic rolled around, I really take a lot more time in my backyard. I'm able to work from the home. I have a home office. I work sometimes from the backyard and then really um, enjoy hearing birds and seeing the sunshine and um and I go into my office, too, which is not far away. But I really enjoy my outdoor time. Nice. And uh, this morning, it was about 45 degrees and totally foggy when I got up. But I did my morning routine outside regardless. Oh. And uh, I'm pretty committed. I really, I think I thrive in the outdoors. And, and fortunately, at, at times, we can interact with clients and I can take a call while walking the dogs and I don't just have to be sitting in front of the computer, but that's been yeah. freeing. And, um, so here I am. So I'm able to record this from the backyard and I'm so jealous, but bring us up to date. What's going on in your practice? Oh my goodness. Quite a bit. I would have to say of late, probably just some, some year end and sort of next year planning. Um, made a very deliberate attempt this year. I've, I've done it for a while, but I, I can remember years back when I used to plan for my, you know, the next year and do it sort of in the last week of the year between Christmas and New Year's and scroll down some thoughts. And, and certainly this year, I wanted to make a much more deliberate attempt to, to think about that in November and December and really think through those goals and get them down onto paper. And I, um, I took a business trip out to Chicago at the beginning of November. I was on a flight. I had my laptop with me. I guess it was uh, maybe the fact we're at 30,000 feet or whatever. And I had, I had nothing else to do and sit on that plane until we got there. And I broke out the laptop and I put my uh, goals on paper really for 2022, my three-year goals, my five-year goals for, for business and for personal, because I frankly feel, and like a lot of our clients and our lives, that they're intertwined, they go together. So I really had some time and I got them down and I, you know, edited them and went through that and just really got them clear in my mind. And when I got that all on paper, I thought, boy, this would be a great thing to share in this podcast. So we'll we'll try that a little yeah, bit today. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Well, go ahead. Tell tell us some of the yeah. goals that you've set, and I'm impressed. What? Okay, you were thirty thousand feet, but was there something that prompted you to suddenly do this, or just it happened? Let's see. A little bit of both. I do like to set these goals. I'm I'm working with some coaches right now, mm-hmm. a coaching team that helped me with my business, and and this is part of their process. So I guess it was a little bit of a. Uh, a thing I needed to get done, but but just the process of getting it done earlier so you have time to really let it gel. And um, I'm trying to be more focused on that because the goals are really important. A, a big value in my practice is sort of uh, tuning out the noise for clients, the noise canceling headphones. So it becomes very easy to let it, a lot of distractions happen and then not see the, the forest through the trees. So that's how that occurred. And I got it down and I've had time to really think it through. So it wasn't sort of a reactive kind of, I've got to get thoughts down on paper and, and just the knowledge that, right. A lot of people, the gym is super busy, whatever it is, the first three weeks of the year, and then it all oh, dies true. off and people's resolutions go out the window I wanted these to be uh, lasting, permanent. I, I talked in prior podcasts about sort of this one to three percent consistent improvement. We're always looking to tweak or refine a little bit a very, very good process, but add new elements. And so that's how it came about. And it's a little new for me to share this. I've never thought of sharing it. I kind of keep these things private a little bit, but I wanted to share just to help guide others mm-hmm. for their own goal setting. But also just to share what what I'm up to practice wise, what's going on. And then also sometimes that sharing within a community, maybe this podcast or whatnot, we can call a community. uh, There's a little more commitment when you share that those kind of goals. So accountability. um, Yes. Yeah. So. um, So that's how that came about. All right. Share some of these things and and tell us whether they're for next year, for three years or five years out. Okay, I'll try and give some clarity. I mean, they're all they're all sort of all three of them. I guess I'm just viewing next year as really getting into it, and then three years it'd be further expanded, and five years even more so. But I'll I'll try and lay that out a bit. Uh, first, and I just have this in various bullet points, would be to grow a- and serve my my good fit ideal client base. So I spent a lot of time last year, really, really drilling down and thinking about good fit with clients what's a good fit you know who it's obviously assets but there's a lot of other elements how we gel how we interact am i helping them with really important life decisions we've seen so much stuff accelerated through the pandemic through covid you know we've seen business owners that are just completely wrapped up in their business and and don't have the ability to plan for themselves they're always planning for others and taking care of their employees and their vendors and their clients. So I just want to continue to, to really drill down on the fit and um, you know, we're not for everybody, but the, the people we are for, we really try and do all things. So honing in on the fit. And I talked a little bit about just, just having my professional expertise continually grow in order to more effectively serve and help others. I wanted to share a story maybe a little later in the podcast that directly ties into that. But mm-hmm. the, I guess the beauty is it's it's really the type of business that keeps giving. I can keep learning. I've been doing this approaching 24 years now. I have all these credentials, but 
I'm always learning all the time. And I just feel like in a, I'm in a better position to, to, to help serve. And, you know, so, so I always want to keep growing that process and, and I'm grateful for that. It's not a stagnant kind of thing. Other goals to stay very energetic and excited and motivated and excited about the business. How do I explain that? I, I just, I like to show up with a lot of energy. I like to actually do something. I don't want to just talk about talking about things. I'd like to actually get things done. And I, I certainly don't want to burn out. I'm not worried about that, but that can become a thing True. or to just feel like you're going through the motions or here's another appointment or I've seen this or done that or been there, done that. It's, it's not like that at all. I want to, um, I really enjoy this and it's, there's all the technical expertise, but it's really about the, the other person or people behind who we're, who we're working with and serving. And I just want to be, um, you know, present and engaged in that. And, uh, yeah, excited where, about what we're doing. Where do you find your motivation? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, it's probably just mostly internally driven, but it's a process. I, I mean, I think we all have to motivate ourselves and it's easy to stay on the couch or not start a project or not set the goals or not follow through or find excuses or not go to the gym or all, all these things, right. To be on a diet and then, but then break it. That that's a tough one. I'm struggling with some foodish, you know, it's really tough to, I joke, I have a, a, a seafood diet. I like to call it. I, I see food <laughs> and I eat it, <laughs> but, 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 um, I'll just say, I don't know where I, I, I do try and express a lot of gratitude. I journal, I'll talk about this a little bit more. And I guess one of the things I'm very grateful for, I've, I've always been built with a lot of internal drive to, to reach goals and, and to help people. And I don't know where that comes from. I give gratitude and thanks all the time that I have that. Um, I have my moments where I'm lazy or don't do things, but you know, I do, I do have the motivation and it's internally driven and I'm super grateful for it. And I, I don't know exactly where it comes from. Possibly, um, I talk about the podcast, the millionaire next door, but I, you know, I really didn't come from a, a wealthy family or anything like that. My parents worked really hard to, to make things happen. And, um, I hadn't thought about it before the podcast, but I, I saw how they lived and they were great folks, but I don't know that they fully got to all their life's goals or really living their ideal life. And I, I felt a strong need that I had a good environment growing up, but I would need to really, um, light a fire under my own <laughs> hiney, so to speak, to get out there and get it done. And no one was going to do it for me. I mean, I've had a lot of great support, but the more I put the effort in, I found other opportunities and people who gelled or who might add to that. So it's been very internally driven. I didn't start with, with everything. I mean, I wasn't horrible or wasn't a terrible story, but I felt a lot of motivation to get uh, going and move uh, myself forward. Mm -hmm. And that was a lengthy multi-decade process, but it's continued on. And so I've always had a lot of motivation towards self-improvement, 
And now that's carried over a lot towards, um, it's not just a, like a selfish thing to improve, but it's also so I can be there for others, you know, who I serve, my mm-hmm. family, as opposed to even, you know, getting up and seeing your family and being kind of half there or, or 96% there for them, just being engaged, you know? So right. that's a process I work on. I think a lot of people go through life kind of just carrying on or these tasks. I've been, I've been really blessed, but I've kind of built, built this life and I try and share what I, what I think will, um, will be helpful to folks. So yeah, well, you mentioned, you, you mentioned yeah. staying close to family, giving energy to those around you, uh, self-care. Let's touch on that. When you say self-care here, are you, yeah. I, hear you, I hear you talking about giving to others so much. Tell me about the self-care part, that goal. You know, I think there's a tendency to sort of share or do for others all the time. And we oftentimes forget to take care of ourselves since the pandemic, maybe initial lockdown, we had more time at home. I mean, that was a shock at first, but I've learned some processes. I try and do a lot of self-care and, and I'll get into that. But I, I think, again, it's not just it is about yourself, but it's also so you can be there for others and be energetic. And um, I've talked on some prior podcasts like today we're sitting in the backyard. I mean, I found that I find that very um What's the word? I don't know. I say nourishing, but it, it really gives me a lot of energy and sure. I enjoy being out outside. And initially with the pandemic, well, we live in Southern California, so it's usually pretty unless it's too hot. But um, I, I, I love to be able to work outdoors when I can. Mm-hmm. And a lot of, a lot of folks are sure you're not just sitting in your office all day watching a screen. I don't know that I can be of the most value to people doing that. I, I do an awful lot of that, believe me. But I get up each day. I, I mentioned I was sitting out in the fog at, you know, I don't know, 45, <laughs> 50 degrees. I, I did have a little beanie on, but I really want to get some light into my eyes because that resets what's called your circadian rhythm and just different processes of stretching. I walk my dogs, which um, gets me out. It's really good for them. You see how they enjoy it. I enjoy that interaction. I'll look at the trees. And a lot of times I think about client situations or sometimes I'll take a bike ride or a hike or like I said, a walk and you can solve your mind still working right. on these issues. You know, just trying to nourish myself, get, get a lot of nutrient rich type, um, you know, minerals and vitamins and supplements and eat well, things like that. Other things that I've done is I, I, focused a lot on sleep, trying to get a decent night's sleep. I don't know if it's just an aging thing. I've, I've always struggled a bit with sleep and I've become much better at the process because also I realized the why it is so important for your health. That's where all your regeneration, um, you really kind of empty the mind of, of sort of toxicity. There's all these biochemical reactions going on in your body. And I'm pretty active physically with a lot of tennis and other things. And you there again, there's billions of reactions and they throw off chemical byproducts called oxidative stress, but you need to flush that out of your system. So a, a good night's sleep and I have a sleep tracker that measures it, um, actually a ring out of Finland. I, I have it off right now. This is what it looks like. The reason I have it off is because I'm on a Bluetooth and I, um, Bluetooth actually sends a lot of what are called EMFs into your body, but so I, I don't want to 
take that in unnecessarily. But but any rate, back to the self-care, it's a lot of processes and the sleep, it's a whole sleep hygiene routine. So um, I go to bed much earlier. Late night social things are really challenging for me because I realize the value and I'm a little bit of the I don't want to call myself the sleep Nazi in my house, but I mean, I'm ready to go down at, you know, 930, 9:45. <laughs> um, but I wake up early. I have more energy. I try and eat a lot. I've done some time restricted eating. Mm-hmm. I try and eat a lot earlier in the day and stop and don't have, you know, we, we, a lot of folks snack late at night, not to pick on that if that's your thing but i just found if i eat later then my body's busy digesting while i'm trying to sleep and that it doesn't work well i don't get the right. restoration of my sleep so there's a whole sleep hygiene and then i literally wake up every day and i check my sleep scores i have this tracker checking everything from your rem to your deep sleep you know to all how many hours you got and um you know when i have a good like i had a great night last night but it's become a process and I never used to have a process around that. Okay. I'd get up, I'd start checking emails. I'd be checking stuff. Now I limit screen time at night. It's, it's a lot of processes, but um, it's really been good. It's set myself up and it's sort of a self-care. And I, I think in the context, it, it took a pandemic or a, a big virus to say, look, it's really important to take care of your health. And sleep is really important and all these other factors. So they were always important. But now, you know, if you're coughing, if you get a little bit of a cold, right, everybody's like on it, like, oh, my gosh, I better stop. I need to get checked out. Do I have this virus? I mean, we used to just kind of fight through that stuff. If you have something, you're like, I'm going to get checked out. Maybe I won't attend this social event. But so at any rate, I've tried to pay more attention to just my internal body and my energy and self-care. And I found it just really gives because my interactions with either uh, clients or my family or just others, even if someone cuts me off in traffic, that kind of thing, you know, (laughs) rather than blowing a fuse, you know, I most of the time, not 100 percent, but I can sit back and go, wow, that guy must have really been in a hurry. It must be really important. I'm, you know, I can deal with it. So. The self-care has become huge. It became a real focal point for me or something I just became much more aware of during the pandemic. And I really want to carry that out. But I I guess the reason I'm spending a lot of time on it is I think there's a tendency to not do this amongst a lot of people. We A lot of people put themselves last. Um, mm-hmm. They're caring for others. And then I will say, I think, I think women in, generally, or in general, might be a little bit more susceptible to this and with respect to always trying to care for others, do these things. I mean, I see it with my wife and the kids are calling in and she's got work and she's always trying to juggle probably better than I can for sure. But there's this um, taking care of others and then leaving yourself to last. And that's, that's a tough, that's tough. That's wearing in the long run. And it's really tough to drink from a, you know, a cup that's half full. So, yeah. Well, now you're talking about taking care of others. And, and you mentioned when you're cycling or walking or something, your mind goes to, to client issues. Are you looking for more clients or do you feel you've pretty much, you're at a good equilibrium right now? Um, at a good equilibrium and then we, but we do have some capacity and, and it's never really about who we're looking for. 
but rather who we're well suited for. Mm-hmm. So we are bringing on, I brought on several in the last month or two that were introduced to us that were good fits. And one that I'm excited about is a family. I'd already been working with s- sort of the patriarch. He's in his early 90s. He built up a business. That business has been passed on to his adult son, who's about 63. And this this gentleman has always been super cordial. Um, we've had a great chemistry. He is sort of that millionaire next door. I mean, it wasn't glamorous wealth. He had a very blue collar. There was sandblasting and the business mm-hmm. goes in. And as I understand it, they, they work for a lot of utilities, publicly utilities. These facilities need to be cleaned up or their equipment. And it's not easy work. You're climbing on top of things. Um, there's very few people in their market. He described for me once where he went into, I, we know the San Onofre nuclear power plant that's been shut down and he actually had to clean the facility out. So, I mean, oh, wow. this was money, very hard earned. It's been passed on to his, to one of his adult children who's in his sixties. We're going to work with all three of those uh, adult children. And then now that business is in the process of transitioning off to his grandson. So uh, eventually we'll be introduced and work with them. So just what's really exciting is working with this family and actually some of the spouses of those, uh, the adult children have, have been introduced and they're, they're coming up into some funds through inheritances just by way of their age, you know, in their early sixties mm-hmm. and some properties are coming in that need to be sold. So it's really satisfying to go deep within one family and sort of see that, um, you know, that second, third generation type uh, have that impact and be thinking about um, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, what we're creating and see a business owner transition it successfully. So long answer there, but we we're bringing those folks on and it's the delight because we were already working with some of them, but we knew it was a good fit. They're a good fit with that millionaire next door. And, um, they're, you know, we can really help them. They, they're doing nicely. There's, but it's passing on the legacy of that one patriarch eventually. Right. He, he still needs it, but down the line, and they've introduced me to a, um, a grandchild who's apparently a major in the, I think he's in the air force, but he's probably 43. He's got advanced degrees. Um, you know, we'll probably be working with him as well. Very, you know, in his career, pretty busy overseas, but, um, it's really neat to see that whole intergenerational thing and help that. And so, so we definitely make room and welcome that. And that's a wonderful fit. And they're all talking to each other. That's a wonderful thing. Well, they're all talking to each other, (laughs) um, especially around the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving (laughs) and Christmas. And what's kind of nice is I get how they all work together. This is a very functional family that's loving and cares for one another. So they're not, they're not this family that's uh, fractured off and sometimes you hear, which is pretty common. Um, but we are bringing that on. I brought on another client who was introduced to me. It's a, a doctor. He's actually, they listen to the podcast, so I don't want to oh, say good. too much, but he's a good. plastic surgeon, a facial and plastic surgeon. And his wife is a you know PhD at California Institute of Technology. So they're raising a family, but they, they're obviously very, very highly educated and expertise. But we're, we've set up a business, um, a 401k and a profit sharing plan for the company. And then they asked me to 
uh, basically come over and be their financial ad advisor for their personal stuff, which had been sort of suboptimally managed and there wasn't this great relationship. So we brought that on. I was introduced to their CPA. I spoke with their CPA. That's a great fit. So we really like to, to find the good fits, go deep within that process and add a lot of value over, you know, just, just over the lifetime and, and intergenerationally. So we're always making, you know, capacity and space available for those good fits. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Tell me more about this. I'm looking at, um, our notes here, the 1031 exchanges? Yeah, yeah, 1031, we are, these are, so we're, inter, we've been introduced, I've seen it for years, but a lot of times when properties are sold, say investment properties, not not your personal residence, right, right. this would be a business property. We're seeing this come up a lot, a commercial property, an apartment, some type of investment properties. Um, there's actually... Uh, so any rate, sometimes they want to defer the gain on those those properties. And there's a thing called the 1031 exchange, which is part of the tax code. And it's been in there for decades and decades. So it's very vetted. Rather than selling it and paying the capital gains, you can sell it and exchange the proceeds into another property and defer those gains out. And we're seeing this come up a lot, very very attractive, but there's some very tight windows around this. Maybe like you have to identify a new property that qualifies and it needs to be done in a tight window. I think it's 120 days or so. So sometimes that can become stressful because you all of a sudden have to find this property and who's to say it's a great fit. You just, you're up against the clock and you gotta, you gotta make it happen in this time period to defer the gain. So we're working now with um, a provider who, who, helps uh, facilitate these exchanges through okay. very well-managed things all over the country. And it's really a service to these folks. But a quick story, I, I was introduced to to a woman here in Southern California, and she has a couple of apartment buildings, but she's in her early 80s, and she's really tired of managing these things. And, and she had already, at the time of coming to me, said, I just want to be done. I just want an income off this. I don't want to manage anything. And she was looking at some really low risk bonds, um, which don't provide much yield and might have more risk than you might think. What I brought up to her is we could 1031 these, these properties. She was prepared to pay all the taxes, which were really substantial because mm -hmm. she's owned these things for decades and decades. Uh, we could defer that gain. And also upon her passing, as long as it stays in that 1031, she would get what's called a step up in basis, and there'd be no taxes due whatsoever upon hmm. her passing. She's a single woman, and she's going to get a much more robust income stream, totally passive without any work that's highly tax advantaged. So we're just trying to broadcast and let let it be known that we 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 can bring resources to the table. We can engage, you know, it obviously involves taxes, so we'll engage their uh, tax professional, their legal professionals, because there is a legal structure to this. And it's it's just something, I mean, we, we might see somebody with who sells a commercial property worth, mm -hmm. you know, $30 million, or it might be someone with a property that's now appreciated to a half million dollars. But it, it's just a, um, a service we're providing and letting folks know we have the resources and expertise through a vast network that we've built to help help uh, help do this. All right. 
we're coming up on close to the uh, the time limit here, but is there anything else you want to wrap up here? Um, you've got so many great ideas that we we just don't have the time to get into. But yeah. talk to me. Talk to me about how good a year 2021 was and what you're looking forward to. Oh, my goodness. It, it was a really good year. I mean, I, I had so much personal growth. We brought on a lot of clients. My family was, we just had a great year. My son started college. It was a really great year all around. Now, I don't mean to make anyone feel bad, but I engage in a lot of conversations and I see a lot of people start off, well, I'm doing as well as I can under the circumstances or feeling like the pandemic, you know, stopped them or restricted their life. I, I know it has been impactful for sure for a lot of folks. You know, for me, it was growth oriented. I just feel better about everything and I feel like I'm in a much better place uh, than I was last year. Not that I was in a bad place. And so I'm anxious to, to see that process and that growth. Um, it's not always easy. I mean, some of those, some of that progress is difficult and involves a lot of work. And sometimes it, it, takes a lot of effort until you see the light or the the results of that but overall it's really about a process and that's what we do you know professionally is we just go through people hire us you know for our our process and we work through that and we we handle challenging issues or sometimes they're simple issues mm -hmm. but it, it was a great year i'm doing a lot of thinking about you know the future and the self-care and um I'm excited as we enter the, I mean, it's, it's always scary because what, what do they say that the days are long, but the, the years go quickly. I, I yes. honestly yes. can't believe that 2021 is over, but or just about yeah. over by the time this comes out. Uh, but time moves on and um, that it's been great. So and Rob, starting I this podcast too. So, you know, in, in <laughs> this year, I'm glad our sixth did. episode. Yeah. I'm very glad you did. Now, how can listeners reach you? Okay, great. Well, first of all, start with, you know, if you like the podcast, please subscribe to it so you'll be notified of future episodes. And we we just want to say thanks to our listeners and hopefully you're getting some value. Social media, you know, Facebook or LinkedIn is a great way to connect. I have several videos that are out on my firm's website, seia.com. I actually shot three more yesterday talking about some of these other areas and, mm -hmm. and with some graphics and good stuff behind me. So those are ways you're, you're welcome to email me or call my office. Pretty reachable and um, would love to hear if you have questions or, or want to get into this. Um, I've actually had a couple clients who've called after hearing the podcast and say, I have some questions about the processes and nice. podcasts. So I'm happy to carve out the time to, to, to share what I've learned. And I'm always learning from others too. So, All right, all you listeners, there's no excuse <laughs> now. Rob Curtis of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors. Make sure you get in touch. He'll answer your questions. Maybe you just want to schmooze for a bit. Talk to him. And follow the podcast, The Millionaire Next Door, to make sure you do get the latest show. Share with friends. Comment. Let us know what you're thinking. I'm Patrice Sikora. And let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Millionaire Next Door podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Signature Estate and Investment Advisors or Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. 
The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.